artist behind the epic melodies, songs, and beats. Celebrating the best new music from around the world. This is the A State of Trance Podcast. What's up? My name is Ruben Ronde and you're tuning into another episode of the State of Trance Podcast. And I think this is a first because we have not one but two guests right now in the studio. Mr. Ram, how are you doing? And Colony. How you doing? How you doing, guys? I think you're both on the different sides of uh, trance right now, different spectrums. You're on the 124 side and you're on the 138, 140 side. Yep. So let's see how, how things are going right now. I'll start with you, Ron, because uh, an exciting week for you. Yes, definitely. Releasing your album Wanderlust. Yes. Tell us about it. Well, I'm, I'm very happy, of course, after three years of hard work uh, to finally release it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been quite a, a journey uh, for myself, I, I think I've put, uh, uh, how you say, my standards for myself uh, higher than uh, I always did. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to bring some, yeah, some different arrangement, different sounds, different themes, you know. I wanted to not get a generic album, but uh, yeah, put my best into uh, a whole different story. I think I succeeded, so uh, I'm very happy with it. And I hope, uh, of course, all the fans are also happy with it. And it's uh, a dedication uh, to 10 of my favorite uh, countries in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, Wanderlust, it's the urge to travel. So um, touring is not for me only about playing music, but it's the adventure, traveling, you know, seeing new places, meeting new people, mm-hmm. eating nice food around the world. So it's kind of four hobbies in one uh, side. So uh, yeah, this is kind of a dedication. Uh, and you, and you mentioned that you, you really want to, to create something that's non-generic. What do you mean with that? Well, basically there's a lot of, you know, things of the same and... With my arrangements, I try to give a, a little bit of a different spectrum of things, you know, uh, shorter intros, uh, longer breaks, uh, so on, sh- shorter breaks between, you know, like different contrast in tracks, uh, gimmicks in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. like just a different take, I think, I think a different take on some of the, uh, yeah, trends what we can produce. Mm-hmm. So uh, this gives me a lot of thought and a lot of work, you know, to try to create some, especially when you make a track, you know, you put it away and then, you were three tracks further and then you listen back and, and you're, you're like, like hey, uh, I want to skip this again. We're going to do it over again, you know? And like, uh, especially for an album, it's like such a continuous process, you know, that I had something, well, it's going to have such a lot of work in it, you know, especially because you're going to go back at it and back at it. So I had something, well, I think this is going to be my last one, yeah. you know, because I, I prefer where my mindset is now, you know, to make something in the moment and create a kind of vibe, you know, and roll with that instead of, you know, pile tracks up for an album and then you kind of, and you know, when you're three years busy, you know, it's it's kind of sometimes you're like, hmm, should I go back? Should I go not? Should yeah. we do it? You know, and I think for me at this point now, you know, I want to um, explore new sounds. I want to explore new, uh, yeah, ways of combining a fusion of trends, you know, like different genres put in one. Yeah. Because you've been working on Alias as well. We'll get into that in yeah. just a little bit as well because I want to jump over to Colony right now because I think what Ram is saying is interesting because um, to be honest, I'm a bit torn about releasing albums because I think on one side you create a tool that you can tour with. So yeah. you can, you have like a package or something that you can present to your audience or whatever. That's your um, plus. <laughs> yeah, that's the plus side of things. I guess on the other side, from my own experience, I have the same thing right now that let's say you want to release an album of 10 tracks and by the time you reach 10 tracks, you already want to throw away the first ones that you created because you want to replace them with new stuff. Yeah. How do you look into that? To be fair, I completely agree with what Ram said. I think nowadays music has got such a short shelf life. Yeah. 
as well. And there's so much music. I mean, if you go on the Beatport every Friday, I mean, how many tracks are there? How many new tracks? Tons. Exactly. So I think, going back to what Ram was saying earlier, if you spend two, three years making an album, by the time you've, you know, by the time you're ready to release the album, there's probably half the tracks on the album you probably don't really like anymore or you're yeah. sick of listening to them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in kind of releasing in the moment as well. I try and keep my releases every sort of four to six weeks. Um, yeah, and I mean, the sound changes. You know, you, you kind of take influence of what's current, what's not. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I prefer to do that way, to be sure. Yeah. As, as opposed to... So you don't believe in long lead times anymore. You just, okay, you create something and you just want to throw it in the market straight away. Yeah, but at the same time, obviously quality. You don't just want to release everything you make. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if it, if, it's, if, it come, if it simply comes down to releasing a track just for the sake of releasing it, or not releasing nothing for two or three months because you're not happy with a track, yeah. I'd rather not release anything. Yeah. But at the same time, I think now more than ever, it's important to be releasing consistently. Yeah. Because as I say, it goes back to my point, there's just so much new music out there. And um, it's just so competitive. Yeah, I definitely. But how do you how do you stay um, how do you say because what you're saying is interesting because I agree as well but I still see the other side of things as well so I'm trying to find like the balance in between everything as well so speak to me as an up and coming artist like what why would I release so much music in such a short period of time because history shows differently that you can you can play a track for a year and not release it until a certain point. It's a good question. I think if you're an up and coming artist and you're trying to break through. Um, as I as I very much still am, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm 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 an up and coming. I'm kind of trying to break through, and it's um it's tough. And once again, consistency. I think if you're you need to be releasing music consistently, you need the right radio support. You need to be getting your tracks promoted properly. Yeah, you know, there's a whole other side of it, the business side of it as well. It's not just a matter of just. No, I agree. Consistently for upcoming artists is very important. Yeah. You know, if you you make your name a little bit, you know, you're more on the radar. But if you not, you know, otherwise you're gonna go like. 100%. You know, uh, you, you need you need to back it up. You know? Yeah, you, you exactly. have that one track. Everyone's like, yeah, it's a great track, and everyone's waiting for the next one. Yeah. So you need something ready to go. I think going back to the point of if you've got an album, you don't have that. You know, you might have a year of nothing. Yeah. So well, yes and no because you can. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the 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 concept of album has changed so much because I understand it as well because uh, right now if I will put out an album with nine new tracks. That means Spotify sees it as an one release, and if you release a, a single from the album afterwards, you won't get any support from Spotify anymore. It d disappears in algorithms and stuff like that. But on the other side, if you release an album, you have a story that you can tell to your fans and something to tour with. Yeah, absolutely. So it's so hard it's a to little choose. Bit double, you know, yeah. it's just an attention. I think you need to yeah put in and deal with it. You know, and like. For everything, there's a plus and a minus. Yeah, you know, and definitely that was my problem. Also, I had a, for me, I had like said, I have ten brilliant tracks, but then you get that Spotify shit, you know. Yeah, and like which ones am I going to put with the release date, you know, and, and get that Spotify release after, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that was for me a little bit of a disappointment, you know, that uh, yeah, Spotify takes it like that, you know, and that the, the next tracks actually for mine, the last few ones I think is still brilliant, mm -hmm. are kind of getting snowed under because of the album. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's pretty pity of releasing now albums. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's the other side of things, I guess. You're right about that as well. So, um, okay, so album is out of the way. Mr. Colony is not going to do any albums anytime soon, I think, because he's like, okay, we're not going to do anything. I, I, I think for me, to be honest, I think for the next 12 months at least, just I want to do a lot of singles. Yeah, lots of singles, maybe a couple of EPs, and then an album, maybe. Maybe a nice collab. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, 100%, you know, for your deeper stuff, we could look into it. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But um, yeah. 
I think in a year so, or two. What are you going to do now that now that Wanderlust has been released? Um, well, I'm, I'm what is focusing, on the schedule? I'm focusing on a, an, a little bit of a different style. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to focus a little bit more on fusion mm-hmm. style of things, a little bit harder, um, different kind of bass lines in it, switches, you know, like I'm mixing everything up, you know, I'm just uh, fuck all the, the guidelines, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to do totally my own stuff and try to surprise the people a little bit more. Uh, I'm doing a few collabs, um, which are pretty nice, uh, a few covers, and I'm also focusing on a new project. What's well, not new, but I'm focusing now really on some great releases, and that's my Dubyard alias, mm-hmm. and that's more the progressive house, melodic techno. I'm doing that already for six years, but like like for the fun, you know. And well, I've got so much feeling with it, and there's so much fun in it. I did already different kind of warm up sets around festivals, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's so uh, yeah surprised by it, you know, and enthusiastic. So I said, well, why don't I pick it up a little bit and do something with it, you know? So it's like well, a passion project that is coming about. Yeah, it's just a side, you know, I don't give up trends, so don't sue me and don't yeah. email me. I'm not, not that, but I just think it's a great thing to do I next think it, to it. I think it's interesting because uh, if if you see in the last two, three years, you see a lot of artists like yourself, like, like bigger profile artists that are really stuck on their uplifting side of things. But on the other side, as a passion project or something that started because of playing longer sets, I guess, you also started to embrace the slower stuff. Yeah, definitely. But I, you create a new alias. Why don't you do, do it under your normal name and just do whatever? That's a good question, actually. I thought about it. Well, mm-hmm. um, I thought maybe to keep things better separate as because this is a passion project, mm-hmm. you know, and um, with, my, with my ROM name, I, I just want to go for now a little bit of course, I like the emotional stuff, you know, uplifting. And I will continue with that also. But I also want to explore a little bit more the harder, uh, techier, you know, not the big breakdowns in the big melodies, but yeah. more shorter. So you can switch faster in things in, in your arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I think I'm going to focus now a little bit on because that's for me more of an inspiration and a trigger, you know. I'm kind of doing so long the emotional trance, you know, that I'm kind of at my ceiling yeah. for now or... You know, don't have that. Been there, done that. Yeah, you know, and it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I need also inspiration and motivation to do different things. Yeah. You know, and that's why I want to, yeah, focus a little bit on that now and explore that. And of course, the passion project. And that's why I thought, well, let's keep it separate, you know. And even for my sets, you know, I love to do open to closes. Uh, and sometimes I do mention just, you know, the ROM six hour set, but Dubyard, uh, you know, as my... To at least promote it already yeah. a little bit, but keep it, uh, yeah, keep it separate still. Now, okay, I'm now I'm gonna play devil's advocate because both of you guys are AR managers of big labels. You have Nocturnal Nights, of course, and you're doing Vendit and Vendit Alternative. Now, here comes the question because in 2023, <laughs> I think everything's possible. You see a lot of artists releasing all kinds of different genres under the name, and just because it's good music, they put it out as a good music. Why don't you? there or why wouldn't you advise to do that well i definitely support uh the bigger range uh, of tracks i always love to you know uh, and especially now when all the the hockeys i don't know the compartments you know everything is coming closer you know yeah yeah and i think it's absolutely amazing i wish it was already years before this that this happened you know techno is coming more to trans and more to techno melodic techno is coming more you know it's kind of one big bubble instead of like all the different things. So I think it's amazing for music in in general. And I think as a label, we should support 
um, also artists that want to, you know, do something different than their normal. But I always said already in many posts of mine, you know, guys, please send me something different than normally. I will support it because normally you always get the, 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 the comments back. Yeah, labels don't support different stuff. You know, they only want generic. Mm-hmm. No bullshit. I love it. Embrace it. Please send me it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. I want that. But yeah, it, it's kind of, I'm glad that now all the the, the, the the guidelines are dropping a little bit. So people hopefully will explore more sounds in a different arrangement. So the, the, the scene will get a little bit refreshed, you know, and will not be so, uh, yeah, one-sided, you know, like yeah, television like on. But now the question comes on, for example, you have an artist that always releases on Vendit. So that would be like 138, uh, uplifting stuff. And suddenly a tune comes in that f- falls more into the Vendit alternative. Would you still advise the same producer to release under his own name on the same labels? Or I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, the way it currently stands, we leave it up to the artist. And yeah. that's exactly what Vandit Alternative is for. Because the main the main Vandit label, as you know, is a trance label. Yeah. But in terms of the music that's been released on Vandit, it can range from one, two, six, right mm-hmm. up to one three eight. So I've released I've released a few tracks on Vandit that have been one two six, which I suppose traditionally wouldn't be a traditional Vandit release. If yeah. you go way back, because mm-hmm. they're always banging trance, uplifting trance, you know, just good quality trance music. Yeah. So the Vandit Alternative label gives us another platform for those artists that it could be a trance artist, but they're making a deeper track, for example. Let's put it on Vandit Alternative. It may be better suited. And also, it's a great platform for new names that are trying to come through. We get a lot of demos come through from artists that, you know, I had one come through the other day. It was a great track, and this guy's never released on any label. And, um, you know, it's, it's just another it's another platform. And that's one thing with Vandit, I would say. We are, you know, we, we're not like some labels where they will look at an artist's profile. Have they got 200,000 followers? If it's a good track and Paul likes it, we'll sign it. And yeah, good great. music is good music. 100, 100, 100. So, also a question for both of you guys. Once again, coming back to ARs, you get a lot of demos, including myself. I receive so many demos. What do uh, what does an up and coming artist without any following, whatever, need to do to draw your attention? Sound quality, yeah, okay. definitely not. But how one. do you how do you already step in so far that you actually open the link? Because I can uh-huh. imagine you cannot listen uh-huh. to everything, right? Well, I think communication skills from uh, yep. upcoming artists. You know, some they just drop an email with "Hi, this is this" and a link. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've kind of like. Fuck, can you not even take the effort to write a proper email, you know, like, hi, I'm this and that, that, fan of your label, whatever. You know, when you want to draw attention, make a nice email, Mm -hmm. you know, get the um, attention and not just drop a link (laughs) expect that we react or whatever, say, oh, imagine you get feedback, blah, blah, blah. No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and to be be fair, I would say, I'd, I'd go one step further and say, just please send a streamable link. Yeah. yeah, or a finished version, you know, not, not like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm having an idea, but um, yeah, what is, is there something like, uh, I think if it's, if it's someone that's already on the label or someone you're already working with, yeah, by all means, please send over an idea. You know, you can listen to it, go, yeah, it's cool. But if you're trying to grab the attention of a label and you've not previously signed music to that label, yeah, then yeah, please do send the finished product. Yes. Know, yeah, but, but once again, please just send a link that you can just quickly stream it. Okay, and the next step. So a nice email has been sent in. A link is there, a streamable link. What do you look for? Um, for me personally, I skip always pretty much through a track like very fast. And like it, how you used to do it with vinyls. Like just, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if in that three points, it doesn't get my attention quickly, I already, for me, it's not, you know, so it's a moment actually that you hear the drive, you know, sound quality. 
breakdown part, you know, at the moment, I think for, at least for the uplifting trends, you know, the, the big breakdown intros, you know, for long, one minute silence and hoo ha. It's for me a no go anymore, you know, and I'm trying to um, also inspire the artist, you know, to change the whole arrangement. And I, you know, like 90% of all the tracks, you know, you can put next to it. It's exactly the same, you know. Yeah. So I try to motivate them and say from guys, you know, try to think of a little bit of a different approach. You know, uh, it will be a lot better in my opinion. You know, you will stick out more and I will sign it a lot quicker. You know, so that's one of the points and the standard sounds, you know, if it's really... Do you have a, do you have a lot of artists that don't agree with you and don't want to change anything? Or do they take your opinion as like they a value They do take your uh, opinion? my opinion. Some are... Uh, they don't. They say, oh, I want to leave it like it is because I think, oh, fair enough, you know, but I will pass it or, or not or if I think if there's potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, I think um, and I hope people will explore more, you know, the different arrangements is for me, I think, a pretty big thing, you know, it's like everything is sounding the same. Yeah. And is I that, think you can that, agree, you know, yeah, like yeah, all definitely. the demos, you know, it's, it's just hard, you know. And I, I think the first thing that I will always listen to is the production. I yeah, think the, production the fir- quality. The first thing. Is the production yeah. there? Um, you know, that's the first thing. If the production's there, okay, right, tick number one. Then the second thing I will think to myself is, okay, right, will this track work on this label? Is it is it what we're looking for? Is it suitable? Um, does it fit within the Vandit main label? If it mm-hmm. doesn't, does it fit onto the alternative label? If it fits within those brackets, well, then obviously it'll pass the next stage. If it doesn't, it's a no. Um, but once again, I think with Vandit Alternative, we, we're quite diverse in, in terms of what we're looking for. We've got some tracks that are coming that are quite techno-y. We've got some other tracks from, from, from The Weekend Heroes, for example, that are absolutely smashing it. We've got some really good tracks coming from them guys um, that are progressive house. Um, we've got some other tracks that are a bit more techy. So it really is quite diverse. And obviously the Vandit label is, is trance, good quality yeah. trance music. So, but yeah, I suppose fundamentally the, the main the main thing is the production. Is the production yeah, sound there. quality number one? Number one sound quality production. Do you also come with a lot of feedback on demos, or or is you already need to pass the first well the quality I guess and something interesting and then you start like making a list of ARing it? Yeah, so I think from from my point of view because obviously I make music as well. So I think what do I what do I want when I send a demo into a label? Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll give credit to J- uh, Jamie from Zero Free. Yeah. He is great with feedback. You know, um, I used to sign tracks to Zero Free a couple of years ago and you send him a track in and he'd come back and go, yeah, this is, a, this is a great track, I really like it. But I think the hats, I don't know, one minute 30, you could bring them out. And that for a producer is, you can't put a price on that because when you spend hours in the studio trying to make a track, you might think it sounds amazing. But I'm a big believer in two heads are better than one. So to, yeah, get, yeah, I agree. to, to get feedback from someone that's listening to music day in and day out and a wide variety of music, is, well, is, I guess if you hear you that the track has potential and you oh, think, well, that could be a possible release, but uh, there is some pointers, you know, that could be better. So, yeah. I, I also would definitely say from, hey guys, sounds maybe good, but if you do that and that, 100. it will definitely lift the trap up. And most of the time it's also like cleaning the mix up, you know, that they didn't give much attention to the mix down. So, you know, and when they do that, yep. they say, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that's just right. You know, and, yep. you know, some levels from some from, from some things, you know, it's can be small things, but I think in the end it will make the track more suitable for uh, signing. I completely agree. Completely agree. And what is the threshold nowadays for? Uh, because you're both DJs as well. What is the threshold for a certain release that you're like? This is something I will play, and that will be the threshold. Or is it something like this sounds good? It's a good idea. I'm not sure if I will play it, but it's good enough to sign. Uh, I think it's an interesting question. 
I prefer to play it uh, with that hand, but sometimes uh, there is kind of a factor, you know, that uh, depending also on my mood or my my my, my own vibe, yeah, that I think for well, oh, this is an awesome track, you know, especially for my fusion sound of mm -hmm. my fusion label, you know, that's more fusion, harder, uh, a mix of everything. Mm -hmm. um, I don't play that sound a lot. I do play it, but that's why. That would be more like you said, you know, I really like it, but I won't play that fast big generally because it's not really my sound, but I do love it. But when I play harder sets, I definitely play it. So it's kind of works both ways, at least for me. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, 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 definitely. I completely agree with what you just said there. I mean, going back to Vandy, as I say, Paul is Paul Vandyke's label, as everyone knows, and he has the final say. Yeah. So um, I just select the tracks that I think could work, and then obviously Paul will come back yes or no, and that's kind of how it works. Um, and what if he doesn't like it, but you believe in it so much that you're like, hey, come on, Paul, listen to me. I'm, I'm going to just go with Paul. Yeah? Yeah, the, the, guy's, <laughs> the guy's a legend. You know, he knows his stuff. I'm like, look, Paul. Yeah, but you know your stuff as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I, um, Don't argue with Paul. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with Paul Van Dyke. <laughs> no, he has proven as himself many times that he has good ears. Yeah, I'm going I'm to, yeah, Paul has the final say. Um, there's some questions from fans that I'm going to ask you as well. Um, Sari Vaihan wants to know, uh, Ram, how did you get your inspiration for Ramsdam? What's the story behind the track? Jesus, well, that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I don't know anymore what sort. I think... Uh, 2009? Yeah, like 2009. Yeah. I think I just broke up with uh, Basar Ram, you know, was, uh, so it was the start of my uh, solo career. Yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, just kind of looking for what am I going to do as a solo artist, you know, and... Um, how I'm going to present myself, which sound. Uh, so there w I don't think there was really a kind of a, a real focused uh, thing at that point. I was just exploring ideas. So, and yeah, it, it, just, <laughs> what happened was a big surprise for me also, especially of course for the George van Dino remix. He made oh, yeah. an excellent world. But yeah, uh, there wasn't really kind of a, a typical, like with nowadays, you know, with my album, I have like, oh, I have this idea and I have that, you know, and this is the inspiration or I hear- You were just going YouTube. with the flow, I guess. Yeah, you know, I, I have definitely d different intentions with tracks, but at that point for Ramsterdam, uh, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Pretty disappointing <laughs> I guess sometimes answer, it, no, but sometimes it's better to just, just do it like that, yeah. I guess. Okay, uh, a question for Conley. Uh, by Fai Now, what's your go-to food? And drink before or after a show. Let's start with the routine before a show. Ooh. To be honest, that. it depends where I am. I mean, if I'm if I'm playing in London, it's probably going to be a Nando's, and that's something that British people can yes. relate to. That's um, yeah. I have not had a good experience with Nando's. To yeah, be honest. yeah. It's, it's it's more of a British thing, really. Just chicken and rice, glorified chicken and rice. But it's pretty pretty uh, straightforward. So so uh, <laughs> I remember being in London. And then everybody's like, yeah, you have to go to Nando's. I'm like, okay, let's go. Okay, I'm very, very well chuffed for this. I go to Nando's, I sit down and I eat the chicken. It's just dry. And like, I was so hyped about going there because every, every British person is like, Nando's is the bomb. And then, no. Well, okay, so Nando's. Yeah. And then afterward. Yeah, I mean, um, afterwards, I'll, I'll just grab something quick and easy. Maybe McDonald's or something. I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy, to be fair. I'll just grab whatever I Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whatever's around, really. I'm, yeah, I and what what is the what is the the main item on your rider for a show? Um, as I say, I'm 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 pretty pretty straightforward, really. I mean, a few beers, vodka, bottle of vodka, yeah, cranberry juice, and some Red Bull. Okay, and that's pretty much it. You know, so let's go to them. Okay, before yeah. the show, uh, I'm definitely into seafood. 
Yeah. Or shell. I, I don't want to have piles of meat uh, because that's always heavy on the stubbing. I get a food Honestly. coma. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm keeping it light, sushi or seafood uh, before. And uh, yeah, after uh, pretty uh, fatty, disgraceful <laughs> Swarma. Uh, yeah, swarma, Capsalon. doner, capsalon, uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, or if you're in Asia, you know, like uh, bun soup <laughs> or uh, whatever, that, that always works for me. And, and what is the, the, the weirdest thing on your rider? Oh, I don't have weird things. I'm pretty easy. A bottle of beluga and water and that's it. Beluga? Yeah. What's R- that? Vodka. Russian vodka. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's for me. Th- or uh, that's it, you know. Then uh, And cranberry juice also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm... Um, yeah. Because you think it's healthy. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just don't like to drink my mixes with with Coke or whatever, you know. After three glasses of Coke, it's kind of my, my stomach goes to pieces. So... Uh, yeah, cranberry juice, you can't really go wrong, can you? No, exactly. Makes sense, I guess. Uh, Emmy's done. Want to know from Rom? What is the upcoming plans for Nocturnal Nights? Um, well, no, nice question. Uh, of course, uh, we'll still keep going on like we do. But I think, like we just discussed, you know, now sounds are getting more diverse. The artists are going to explore more. I think we're gonna have also more diversity on the label. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to hearing. Uh, yeah new tracks from new artists or upcoming of the, the civil of I say the well there's a there's a, I guess the there's a lot of artists right now I have to say in the UK and in Ireland that are really exploring the boundaries like Snyder Will Atkinson uh, they're yeah. just pushing out some stuff that I would say were better in their shows than ever before yeah definitely well I really love to hear that also on the label you know and I, I've said also to Matt you know I destroyed my another manager like we want to hear more difference and we also say to all the guys that will send us a demo you know like if this is not it uh try to maybe you know lose your go outside the box yeah you know and do what feels good and not what you think needs to be done you know and we're getting actually now more pretty interesting demos so uh yeah i'm looking very much forward to the coming years to how awesome. this uh, goes Awesome. Uh, Detina Ebert uh, uh, wants to know, is there a venue always dreamed of playing and haven't played yet? Because you're playing, this month you're still playing Ministry as well. You're playing Shine in the Beats in a few months. I would say maybe Amnesia. Amnesia, okay. Amnesia. I think it's such a legendary venue. And I've had some great nights at a clubber on the dance floor, on the terrace. We all did, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good cream days as well, back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember those days. I Luckily, remember, you played some of those, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing Ferry Coulston play in the main room. Do you remember Eddie Halliwell? Yes, of course. Eddie Halliwell closed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 some great nights there. So, yeah, I think Amnesia. Amnesia is the number one for you. What about you, Ron? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I've played a pretty decent amount of good clubs, <laughs> but I, uh, I don't know to think so. I, I'm... I'm a big fan of La Rock in uh, Sao Paulo. Okay. I that's I I think that venue is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know it guys, but it's Yes, course, uh course is resident there right now. I yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love the club that set up, uh, the vibe, I think it's amazing. I love the, the one in um I would love to play there again in Toronto, is it? Which uh what's the name of the club? New City Gas? No, no, it's all uh, I've played there one time, but Ah, damn it. What's the name of it? No, I don't remember. It's it's kind of an Omnia thing, but uh, not like Omnia, of course. But but that, 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 I think, is a really nice club. Spectacular club yeah. in Montreal. Montreal is always good anyway. Uh, um, Toronto. Toronto. Was Toronto, yeah. Okay. Um, Dest? No. 
there's a few yeah. amazing clubs in Toronto as well. But Omnia, that's the kind of club that would be nice to experience one time with all the, the, the things going on. I think every single club in China looks like that. Oh, China, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, China is, of course, mega for all the clubs. Indeed, yeah. that's true. Everything is so cool there. All the small clubs are already way cooler than all the European Very, clubs. very, very true. Uh, Rom, a question from Call Junction. Uh, why did you stop adding the word Rom to your song titles? <laughs> Oh, because ah, you yeah. had the Amsterdam, you had the amazing. Uh, uh, what else did you had? So many of them. Why did you stop doing? Yeah, it? because uh, there's nothing left. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's actually two left, uh, which will be coming up. Okay, uh, that's f- funny that he brought it up. But yeah, I think there's two nice ones left, and uh, yeah, then it's really finished. So that's mostly the point. Okay, awesome. Well. Um, you have some work to do now. Your album is done. Wanderlust, it's out right now. So make sure to stream it, like it. There's a CD as well. Yes. If you check the episode, there's actually a question in the show as well that you can win a CD. Yes. And thank you so much, Rom. Thank Comedy, you. you have uh, a lot of new music coming up. Consistency, you said. So every four weeks, a new single? Yeah, ideally, yeah. Every sort of six weeks. So Reset came out this week. What's coming up next? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got a couple of to finish and I'll have something locked in, ready to come out in my time. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for giving so much insight on A&Ring and, of course, your new music. Next week, we're going to be back with a new episode of the State of Trans podcast with special guest Lurem. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. Check all previous episodes on YouTube or your favorite 